Welcome to Zikram Daf Siman Memory of Ram Gold Hai and the name of Zekas Nadarim Daf Ches, the first parak Kokonuye. So the three times we're going to focus on number one, Rav Gittel said in the name of Rav, from where do we know that one may swear to fulfill a mitzvah? For it says, I swore and I will fulfill to keep your righteous laws. The Gemara asks, But is he not already sworn from Harsinai to keep all mitzvahs? His oath should not take effect. The Gemara answers, Rav Gittel was teaching that a person may galvanize himself to perform a mitzvah by swearing to do so, but not, as the run explains, that the oath will take effect. Rav Gittel taught further the name of Rav Haomer Ashkin Ba'eshnam Perek Zeh Eshnam Asech Dezo Neder Gadol Nader Lokei Yisrael One who says, I will rise early and learn this chapter, or I will learn this Masechta, he has made a great vow to the God of Yisrael. The Gemara wonders what Rav Gittel has added to his first teaching that one may swear to perform a mitzvah, since, as the run explains, a vow in this context refers to an oath. The Gemara answers that Rav Gittel is teaching that since he can exempt himself from the explicit mitzvah to learn Torah by simply reciting Shema in the morning and evening. Therefore the oath takes effect on him because he is sworn to do beyond what he was explicitly commanded at Harsinat. Pointing to Rav Yosef said, if they excommunicated someone in his dream, he needs ten people to release it for him. The run explains that we're concerned that this Nidui was imposed by an agent of a Baruch Hu, and therefore ten people are required to annul the Nidui since the Shekhinah joins an assemblage of ten people. Rav Yosef adds that these ten people must be students of Gemara, and if those are not available, at least students of Mishnah. If those two cannot be found, he should sit on a crossroads and greet people who are turned the greeting of peace, thus protecting him from harm, until ten students of Gemara gather and release his Nidui. Rabbin asked Ravashi, Yadaman Shamte If he knew who excommunicated him in his dream, can this person release him? He responded, To excommunicate him, they made this person an agent, but to release him, they did not. And point number three, Rabbi Yudabar Eli said, What is the meaning of the Pasuk, the Zarchalachem Yere Shemi, and it will shine for you, those who fear my name? These are the people who are afraid to say the name of a Baruch Hu in vain. Regarding the second part of the Pasuk, which states, Shemesh Sadaka Umarpe, a son of righteousness and healing, Abai said, Learn from here that the dust of the day, referring to the sun, heals. The Gemara says that this interpretation is in disagreement with that of Rish Lakish, who used this Pasuk as a source for his statement, there is no Gehenim in the world to come, rather. A Kodesh Baruch Hu will take the sun out of its case. The righteous will be healed by it, and the wicked will be dealt justice by it. He added, Not only this, but moreover, the Sadiqim may even delight in it, referring to the uncased sun. So once again, the three points are number one. Rav Gittel said in the name of Rav, from where we know that one may swear to fulfill a mitzvah, for it says, I swore and I will fulfill to keep your righteous laws. The Gemara asks, but is he not already sworn from Harsinai to keep all mitzvahs? His oath should not take effect. The Gemara answers, Rav Gittel was teaching that a person may galvanize himself to perform a mitzvah by swearing to do so, but not, as the run explains, that the oath will take effect. Rav Gittel taught further the name of Rav, One who says, I will rise early and learn this chapter, or I will learn this Masechta, he has made a great vow to the God of Israel. The Gemara wonders what Rav Gittel has added to his first teaching that one may swear to perform a mitzvah, since, as the run explains, a vow in this context refers to an oath. 
The Gemara answers that Rav Gidl is teaching that since he can exempt himself from the explicit mitzvah to learn Torah by simply reciting Shema in the morning and evening, therefore the oath takes effect on him because he is sworn to do beyond what he was explicitly commanded at Harsinai. Pointing to Rav Yosef said, if they excommunicated someone in his dream, he needs ten people to release it for him. The run explains that we're concerned that this Nidui was imposed by an agent of a Baruch Hu, and therefore ten people are required to annul the Nidui since the Shechina joins an assemblage of ten people. Rav Yosef adds that these ten people must be students of Gomorrah, and if those are not available, at least students of Mishnah. If those two cannot be found, he should sit on a crossroads and greet people who will turn the greeting of peace, thus protecting him from harm, until ten students of Gomorrah gather and release his Nidui. Rabina asked Ravashi, Yadaman Shamte If he knew who excommunicated him in his dream, can this person release him? He responded, To excommunicate him, they made this person an agent, but to release him, they did not. And point number three, Rabbi Yudabar Eli said, What is the meaning of the Pasik, the Zarchalachem Yere Shemi, and it will shine for you, those who fear my name? These are the people who are afraid to say the name of a Baruch Hu in vain. Regarding the second part of the Pasuk, which states, Shemesh Sadaka Umarpe, a son of righteousness and healing, Abai said, Learn from here that the dust of the day, referring to the sun, heals. The Gemara says that this interpretation is in disagreement with that of Rish Lakish, who used this Pasuk as a source for his statement, there is no Gehenim in the world to come, rather. A Kodesh Baruch will take the sun out of its case. The righteous will be healed by it, and the wicked will be dealt justice by it. He added, Not only this, but moreover, the Sadiqim may even delight in it, referring to the uncased sun. All right, so now we go to our Simran Dav Ches, and our standard Simran is Chala. Chala. So here goes. When the inspired baker, who vowed to wake up early to learn Masechus Chala, arrived at the base midrash, he found a distraught friend who couldn't sleep after having a nightmare that he was excommunicated, and who only felt better when the sun began to rise. Once again, slow motion. When the inspired baker, who vowed to wake up early to learn Masechus Chala, Chala, that must be learned off Ches. When the inspired baker who vowed to wake up early to learn Masechus Chala arrived at the base midrash, which reminds us Rav Gidal taught in the name of Rav, one who says, I will rise early and learn this parak or learn this Masechus, he has made a great netter to Hashem. Since he can put himself in the explicit mitzvah to learn Torah by simply reciting Krishma in the morning and evening, the oath takes effect on him because he has sworn to do beyond what he was explicitly commanded at Harsinai. So when the inspired baker who vowed to wake up early to learn Masechus Chala arrived at the base midrash, he found a distraught friend who couldn't sleep after having a nightmare that he was excommunicated, which reminds Rabbi Yosef said, If they excommunicated someone in his dream, he needs ten people to release it for him. The Ron explains that we're concerned that this Nidui was imposed by an agent of Hashem, and therefore ten people are required to annul the Nidui since the Shechina joins an assemblage of ten people. So when the inspired baker who vowed to wake up early to learn Masechus Chala arrived at the base Medrash, he found a distraught friend who couldn't sleep after having a nightmare that he was excommunicated and who only felt better when the sun 
began to rise, which reminds us, Abai said, we learn from the Pasuk, which states, Shemesh Tzedak Umarpe, a son of righteousness and healing, that the dust of the day, meaning the sun, heals. The Gemara says that this Pshad is in disagreement with that of Rish Lakish, who used this Pasuk as a source for his statement, that in Gehenim Olam Haba, there's no Gehenim in the world to come. Ela Baruch Motzi rather, Kosh Baruch will take the sun out of its case, and the Tzedekim will be healed by it, and the wicked will be dealt justice by it. So once again, when the inspired baker who vowed to wake up early to learn Masechah's challah arrived at the base medrash, he found a distraught friend who couldn't sleep after having a nightmare that he was excommunicated, and who only felt better when the sun began to rise. All right, now it's time for four blabach hazara. Daf Dalad. So the similar Daf Dalad is a door. So here goes. The man who accepted his naziris in the graveyard next to the doorman's plot with a tombstone shaped like a door. Doorman with a tombstone shaped like a door? That must be on Daf Dalad. Dalad. Door. The man who accepted his naziris in the graveyard next to the doorman's plot with a tombstone shaped like a door, which reminds us the Gemara in this stuff begins by offering more ways that a nazir can violate the losasi of Baal The first is in a case where he accepts to be a nazir in a graveyard. The Gemara clarifies that although the naziris is effective despite the acceptance being in a graveyard, nevertheless, he is subject to Baal Ta'achir, Mishim the Kama'achir, Naziris the Tahara, because he's delaying the naziris of Tahara. The second option is that the Nazir violates Bata'acher for delaying his shaving. So the man who accepted his Naziris in the graveyard next to the doorman's plot with a tombstone shaped like a door realized he was also going to be delayed in bringing his karbanas and transgressed Bata'acher again, which reminds us. The Gemara offers a third option of how a Nazir can be over Bata'acher. He violates Bata'acher by delaying to bring his karbanas. The Gemara challenges this answer by asserting that we would not need to learn this from the Darim as the Bryce did on Dab Gimam at all because we already have a drusha that teaches that obligatory karbanas are included in Baal and the Kabbanas of a Nazir are obligatory. It answers, you might have said that the Torah taught a Chiddush by Nazir, so perhaps Baal does not apply to a Nazir. The Gemara provides two explanations of what the Chiddush is. So the man who accepted his Nazir is in the graveyard next to the doorman's plot with a tombstone shaped like a door, realized he was also going to be delayed in bringing his karbanas and transgress Baltaacher again, and wish he had just said a simple netter such as, I am vowed from you in that which I eat of yours. Which reminds us, the mission had given examples of Yadis Nadarim, such as someone who says, Mudrani mimcha, mufrashani mimcha, I am vowed from you or I am separated from you. Shmuel said, in all of these, it only applies when he adds that which I eat of yours or that which I taste of yours. He holds that the two sets of phrases in the Mishnah should be understood as two parts of a single case and not two separate cases. The Gemara clarifies what exactly did Shmuel mean. Daf hey. So the similar Daf hey is hey or a haystack. So here goes. The two farmers bailing hey, hey, that must be on Daf hey. The two farmers bailing hay were forbidden to benefit from one another because one said, Mudar anilocha, which reminds us, the more revises Rabbi Yossi Barchanin's statement to read. If one says, Mudar anilocha, shneim asurim, I am vowed to you, they're both forbidden to benefit from each other. But if one says, Mudrani himach, hu asur vachavero mutter, I am vowed from you, he's forbidden to benefit from his friend, but his friend is permitted. So the two farmers bailing hay were forbidden to benefit from one another because one said, Mudar after his friend inscribed the words, I'm separated from you in a haystack, and he thought he meant, I will not do business with you, which reminds us. The Gemara concludes that Shmuel did mean to say that only if one adds the phrase, Shani Oklo is the vow effective. But if he only says, Mudranimimcha, I am vowed from you, the vow is ineffective. Here the Gemara explains that the reason is, Amar Asr. It does not imply that he's saying a prohibition. The reason for this is, Mudar Animimcha, I am vowed from you, can instead imply, I will not speak with you. I'm separated from you can mean I will not do business with you. The run explains that since the implication of his vow is not conclusive, no vow takes effect at all. 
So the two farmers, bailing hay, were forbidden to benefit from one another, because one said, Mudar anilochah, after his friend inscribed the words, I'm separated from you in a haystack, and he thought he meant, I will not do business with you. When the friend was actually trying to win back his wife, who demanded that he give her an explicit get. Which reminds us, the Gemara records Mochoks between a bai and rub about Yadaim She'e Mochikos, Yadaim which are inconclusive. A bai says they are valid Yadaim and Rabba says they are not. The Gemara asks that this dispute seems to reflect a Mochokos Tanaim regarding a get, for it stated in the Mishnah, Gufa shall get Ari Adam. The absence of a get is, you are thus permitted to anyone. Yudah says the get must include and this will be yours from me, a document of expulsion and a letter of release. We see that Tanaim have already disagreed about how clear a partial expression must be for a valid get. The Gemara shows, though, how Abai can conform with even Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbah can conform with the Rabbanan. So the symbol Dafav is a sword. So here goes. The dramatic swordsman, swordsman, that must be more Dafav. The dramatic swordsman picked up a fierce-looking sword and shouted, Hare Zep, but not a lie, making it usher and all, which reminds us, the inference of a Brisa is that if one only said, Hare Zep, this is hereby and not added a lie to me, then the item would be forbidden not only to him, like in the case where he does say it to me, but to everyone. To Dilmar Hu Hektish Ka'amr, because perhaps he's saying it is hereby Hektish, which would forbid the item to all people. Since he has surely made a valid vow, and it's unclear, if he intended to prohibit the item to just himself or everyone, we rule stringently. So the dramatic swordsman picked up a fierce-looking sword and shouted, Hare Zeh, but not a lie, making it Asra and all, just after he was Makadish a woman and pointed the sword at her friend and shouted, Ba'at, which reminds us where Papa asked, Yesh Yad L'Kedushin Olo, are Yadaim effective for Kedushin or not? The Gemara says he was asking about a case where a man was Makadish a woman and then said to a second woman, Ba'at, and you. Do we say he was saying, and you too, to her friend, and the condition would be valid as a yod? Or perhaps he's saying, and you watch, to her friend, and the condition would not be valid. The run explains that since there is another, albeit unlikely, interpretation to his words, it's merely a yod, and condition would not be valid through a yod, even though it is conclusive. The question is left unresolved. So the dramatic swordsman picked up a fierce-looking sword and shouted, Hare Zeh, but not a lie, making it usher and all, just after he was Makadish a woman and pointed the sword at her friend and shouted, Va'at, while the terrified friend tried to hide in the last remaining patch of a field, which was not clear whether it was declared as Pea. Which reminds us, Rapapa further asked, Yesh Yad Lepea or Ein Yad Lepea? Is the Yad effective for Pea or not? The Gemara again clarifies that if he declared one patch of his field to be Pea, and then said on a second, and this one too, that would certainly be a full expression of Pea and would not be a Yad. Rather, the question is where he said on the second patch, which was the only remaining patch, Mahadain, and this one. Tosus explains that the other possible interpretation of his words is, and this one I retain for myself, thereby reducing the declaration to a yud, because we're speaking where the second patch is the last remaining one in his field. Alright, so now it's time to conclude their pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one. Which something when the Rapapa asked the question whether there is a yud for peya or not? That's on Duff. Vav. Good. Number two. Which something when the Anazir can be over Baltaakir by delaying to bring its karbonus? That's on Duff. Dalad. Good. Number three. Which of the one, the one who says, I will rise early and learn this parak, or I'll learn this mesechta, has made a great vow to Hashem? That's on Duff. Ches. Good. Number four. Which of the one, the Shmuel holds that if one said, I am separated from you, it's not a good vow, since he could mean I am not doing business with you? That's on Duff. Hey. Good. Number five. Which of, is there a question whether Yadaim are effective to designate a basic kisei, 
a lavatory or not. That's on Duff. Zion. Good number six. Which Duff do we learn from the Pasuk? Shemesh Sadaku Marped, that the sun heals. That's on Duff. Ches. Good number seven. Which of the one according to Rabbi Yossi Bar Chanina, when one says, I am vowed to you, both people are forbidden to one another. That's on Duff. Hey, good number eight. Which of the one, if someone hears another say Hashem's name in vain, he should excommunicate him. That's on Duff. Zion. Good number nine. Which of the one, the one who has a dream that he was excommunicated, needs ten people to release it for him. That's on Duff. Ches. Good. And number 10, which of the Marzutra Chasidah would excommunicate himself before excommunicating a Talmud and then later would release himself and the Talmud. That's on Duff. Zion. Excellent. All right, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.